Hey, y'all, it's Brittany. And Eric. And we are back again with a very special episode of our Quibi show, The Nod with Brittany and Eric. Just a reminder that nearly every weekday, we're bringing you a quick, concentrated hit of all things Black. This week, we're talking to journalist and poet Hanif Adurab Kib about the protest music that's defining this year's uprisings. The voice of Doc McStuffins, Kiara Muhammad, joins us to recast the voices of whitewashed Black cartoon characters. And Brandon Jenkins, host of the hip-hop podcast, Podcast mogul swings by to rank classic hip-hop films. It just might be a reckoning for Belly, y'all, so stay tuned. And on today's episode, I'm talking to actress, activist, and star of Pose, an American horror story, the Angelica Ross. She tells Britney all about why social justice is a priority in every aspect of her life, from her advocacy in tech to her choices as an actress. Talking to Angelica was such a treat. I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. From starring on the hit shows Pose and American Horror Story to advocating for trans rights, actress and activist Angelica Ross is breaking barriers and using her platform for change. Today, she joins us to discuss her continued work to protect Black trans women and why we should imagine all parts of our lives, from entertainment to tech, as being a part of that fight. This is The Knot. Angelica Ross has emerged as a cultural force. On Pose, she plays the scene-stealing Candy Ferocity, and she also starred as Donna Chambers in American Horror Story, becoming the first openly trans actress to secure two series regular roles. In addition to receiving critical acclaim for her work on screen, Ross is also the founder of Trans Tech Social Enterprises, an organization that empowers LGBTQ talent with job training for the tech space. Her activism and strong political voice have also led her to be named a co-host of the Black National Convention taking place later this summer. Well, Angelica, thank you so much for joining us today. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. So you are beloved by so many, including myself, um, as Candy Ferocity on the FX drama Pose. You know, in season two, things got pretty serious. Pose sort of delved into you know, danger, the threat of violence, you know, specifically Black trans femmes. Um, what was it like to help, you know, bring that story to the screen? Being someone who has a spiritual practice in Buddhism that allows me to kind of go into the depths of suffering and be able to not only bring myself out, but bring other people out with me. So I just knew that even though this was going to be overwhelming um, and taxing, that it was a part of my purpose and that a lot of people were going to grieve with me, but in a way that they realized that this was about not just candy, but all those candy girls that are, uh, that we're losing right now today. I myself, among so many others, have been touched by your acting talent, but I actually first came to know of you um, as an activist in the tech world. You know, you started uh, your organization, Trans Tech Social Enterprises, in 2014 to provide more opportunities to trans folks in, you know, the tech industry. Talk to us more about Trans Tech Social and what y'all do. Trans Tech was my solution to being trans and being in a job environment that doesn't value you. So how do you find work when you're being fired from job after job? You know, I found myself on the internet and within the adult industry, but then I realized that there was a pathway that was empowering in that, that I could learn how to build the website instead of pose on the website. You 
are engaging and fighting for social justice in, in every area of your life. Like even I saw on Twitter recently that, you know, you didn't just go to the polls in Georgia to vote in the primary, you actually helped to open the polls. <laughs> Where did your commitment to social justice begin? My commitment to social justice, I believe, began when I just realized that no matter what my identity was, that I deserved the pursuit of happiness. So if I deserved that, that meant that anyone else deserved that too. So, but let's be real, advocacy is not a job. To advocate for human rights, you shouldn't need to be paid for advocating for human rights. But what you should understand is that you will be most impactful with your advocacy from a position of success. You know, as we speak about the movement to protect Black lives, um, there's discussions among Black cis people talking about protecting our Black trans siblings. How much of that do you see translating into real life action? I believe we are on the verge of some healing, some overdue, long overdue healing. Hmm. The movement is coming to this sort of fever pitch with the movement for racial equality. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is we, we see the idiocracy in racist white people who seem to be like, oh my God, I can't believe our, our country's been racist. Like, this is not my America. <laughs> and, um, and we as black LGBTQ people are able to point at black cis folks and be like, you see that right there? That's y'all. Why do you think it's so important um, that we center Black trans people, especially Black trans femmes, in these conversations? Right now, we are in need of all of our Black leaders to rise up. If you look at Black trans leadership, we as trans people bring everyone into the room. Mm. We are some of the most marginalized in our community. Mm -hmm. We are ones who will make sure that when we're having a conversation, is that we won't forget about the most marginalized, those who are dealing with uh, criminal backgrounds, those who are dealing with sex work, those who are dealing with you know, uh, mental health issues. Mm. So if we can create a world that is more affirming, more um, accessible to black trans people, then it'll be even more accessible to those black identities that are more mainstream within our community. Mm. You know, when it comes to activism, I think a lot of people have seen in the past couple of months how easy it is to get discouraged and how easy it is to get burnt out. I'm wondering what motivates you to keep pushing in the face of those feelings and challenges? Just knowing I know my purpose. I'm living on purpose and each and every day is not promised to me. So are you willing and able to be someone that when we look back in the history books, we can say that you did something? You know, it's interesting because the way you talk about activism, it makes me think of somebody who I think has been on a lot of our minds recently. Uh, you know, uh, the late Congressman John Lewis. Um, he passed recently and on Instagram, you shared some photos of the two of you from last fall. Talk to me about what that meeting meant to you. I know right now that I have been carrying this lineage of power that has given me the ability to respond to this moment. So to walk the halls of Capitol Hill and meet and talk with John Lewis, it was just an affirmation that we need everyone. 
that together, like, uh, I think together we can build power. Mm. Angelica, thank you so much for dropping so much wisdom and for sharing with me today. This has been a really special conversation. Thank you. I, I really can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching today's show. What are the actions that you take to stay engaged in causes you believe in? Let us know on Twitter at The Nod Show. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you next time on a brand new episode of The Nod.